So here we are, Laker fans. The team is not doing well. We're in a slump. We're many, many, many games below 500, and things are not looking great. The Lakers actually have won the last three games, but they've been close games, and they've been against very uh, subpar teams. So the question on everybody's mind, the question I'm going to try to address is what is wrong with the Lakers? What's wrong? Can we fix it? Is there a solution? Well, I say yes, there is. And I'm going to tell you what's wrong. I'm here to talk you off the ledge, per se, okay? So don't worry. Don't fret. I'm going to try my best to be the voice of reason, Um and we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk this through. We're gonna figure out what's wrong. I'll tell you what's wrong. I'm gonna tell you what we can do about it, and what we're already doing doing about it, and if it's gonna work, and all that. A lot of stuff going on. So um, let's get into it. So what's wrong? What's wrong with the Lakers? Well, okay, let me tell you. There's there's one fixable thing. The main thing that's wrong with the Lakers, and basically that is effort. Now, I don't mean, when I say effort, I don't mean the team is not playing with effort. Okay, that's that's not the case. I think every game the team comes out and plays with effort. It's been widely talked about in the media how the lethargy that the team exhibits from time to time, the fact that they look like they don't care, that they don't even try, that it's an effort issue, Coach D'Antoni's been talking about it. I don't know, the effort. He wants guys to run. He, he keeps messing with the lineup practically every day, game because he wants guys, if they don't put out energy and if they don't run up and down, that they're they're gone and they're benched. So it, it's, it's something they've talked about. They talk about ad nauseum. Um, and they come out, I think, most, most games they come out, you know, with, with uh, a pretty good amount of energy. Now, not... Not all the time. They didn't come out with any energy in the when we played the Knicks uh, the other night. Um, that was ugly. We all know how that went. But the effort is more. The issue with the effort is a sustained effort. You can't sustain the effort for a whole game. You can't even. A lot of times you can't even sustain it for a whole quarter. But there has been there has been times. There has been periods of time in games where the Lakers have played with a really good amount of effort and intensity, and it always, it almost always results in a win, unless it's usually we, we wait until after we're in a huge hole, and then all of a sudden they come back, and they play with effort, and they make a big comeback. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's, that's the key. I mean, there's, there's basically three things wrong with the team. Okay, effort is, is one of them. And it's the first one that I mentioned because I think it's the most important one because it's it's the one that that we need to fix now. It's the one that can be fixed now 
and it's not dependent on anything else. Okay, way way back uh, a couple in the preseason podcast, I was asked a question asked a question by I think it was uh, by Todd, um, who asked, "Is the key to what's the key to the Lakers' success this season? Is it does it hinge on Dwight Howard's back?" And my answer was, uh, "No, but the key to the Lakers' success is going to be health, one hundred percent." And I think that that held true. I mean, we we have had problems this year. We have not come out strong. I said we were going to have problems at the beginning. Um, we did, but a lot of it has to do with health. I mean, we are banged up. We are injured. I mean, we have these this ridiculous uh, top four players, top four, top of the four. Four guys in the in the league at their position, all starting for the team, but four of or two of those guys have been have been out. I mean, Steve Nash hasn't played since October thirty first. He he was he's supposed to be the key to this whole thing, the whole ball of wax. When we first made the trades over the season over the summer, we got we got Steve Nash and then we got Dwight Howard. My take was. Steve Nash is the one that's going to make everything work. I mean, the Dwight Howard Howard trade was was great. It was cool. Of course, it's even better now considering the fact that Andrew Bynum still has not played an NBA game. Can you ima- can you imagine if we had not traded for Dwight and we still had Andrew? Well, actually, it probably wouldn't be as bad as that because that means Kyle would be playing in the post this whole time. But that's we'll get to that we'll get to that later. Um Steve Nash has been out, and he runs, he drives the car. So not not only is Steve Nash out, but Steve Blake is out, which is his primary backup and a guy who is perfect for this system. I mean, uh, Mike D'Antoni was quoted as saying he, he's been trying to get Steve Nash for years. Uh, he's like the perfect guy to, to, to back up. Or he's trying to get Steve Blake. Sorry, my bad. He's been trying to get Steve Blake for years, and he's the perfect guy to run the system. He's the, by far the perfect guy to back up Steve Nash. Steve Nash, he's out. He had an abdominal strain, then he had to have surgery on it. He's going to be out another, what, four to five weeks? Another month and a half? You know, we're not going to see Steve Blake until right before the All-Star break. So, and then, and then Powell comes down with tendonitis at his knees, so now Powell's out, Steve Nash is out, Steve Blake is out, Dwight's still not at 100% with his back, Kobe's having back spasms, Jordan Hill, our most energetic player off the bench, he's out because of back spasms. I mean, that's, that's it's like the perfect storm. I mean, it's ridiculous how we've been hurt by injuries this year. So just just that, that in itself... How can you how how can we expect anything but the struggles that we have been having? You know, we say, oh well, you know, with a, any team with both Kobe and Dwight on the floor should at least be five hundred. And okay, there's there's credence to that. You can say that, and and you could argue that, but it's really it's not even Kobe Kobe Dwight and then the scrubs. I mean, Dwight's not in a hundred percent. I mean, Kobe's not even at a hundred percent. You know, he he had the he was having back spasms the other day. He's 
dealing through through injuries too. So nobody's really a hundred percent. So it's like two guys, two all star guys at you know half their strength going against health completely healthy younger NBA teams. I mean it's it's gonna be like this. It's gonna, they're gonna struggle. So that's almost to be expected. You know, but then you add on top of the health issue, you add on top of that the fact that the the coaching and the sh- the schemes has been chaotic since the beginning. We've had three different head coaches this year in the first month, two months of the season. Three different head coaches, three different three different offensive schemes that we've been using, trying to learn. I mean, going from learning a, a variation of, of the Princeton, which wasn't really clicking, and we spent the whole training camp trying to get down. Then they toss that whole thing out the window, and, and Bernie comes in and says, just play, just run and play. And that was cool. That, was, that worked for a little while. You know, and then D'Antoni comes in and uh, installs his system, which is kind of working, but kind of not. But then, well, it's because Steve Nash is out and there's nobody to really run the point. So it's chaotic at best. So both either one of those two issues, the health issue and the chaoticness of the season as far as coaching, either one of those things by themselves would be would would make the the Lakers struggles make sense. You put those things together and it's I mean it's like you know it's like the the scene in Bull Durham's like what's our record? 8 and 16, 8 and 16. How did we ever win 8? You know, I mean you can look at it that way. I mean, I'm surprised we've won as many games as we have. You know, and and you could explain why we've won the games that we have in 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 one word, pretty much. You know, Kobe. Well, Kobe's a ball hog. Kobe's shooting us out of games. All right, I'm gonna get to that. Don't you worry, because my take is the health is the problem, the injury, the injuries, the coaching chaos, and then add on to those bo- both of those huge issues, which either one would be would make sense to cause the problems that we've had. Add on to both those things together the lethargy and lack of energy and effort that the team plays with at times, you have a 100% guaranteed recipe for disaster. Okay? So the bench is not the problem. You know, Kobe's not the problem. It's, it's effort and it's confidence. The team right now, well... The team in general has no confidence. They're starting to get a little confidence back because we've won three in a row. Just a little bit, though. They're still not really playing that well. They still have lapses where they completely go to sleep on the defensive end. Uh, so we're definitely not there yet. Um, but we're hopefully starting to climb out. Powell start came back and played. Um, he looked great at the beginning when he came in, then he got kind of gassed, and then was benched again for the fourth quarter, for the end of the game. But, yeah, I'm going to get to that, too. Um, the one thing, obviously, the injuries we can't really control. You can't control that. The coaching chaos, the players can't control that. Okay, that that just is. we got to deal with it, get through it. But 
the energy and the lethargy that that is on the players. That's something you can fix, and that's something you have to fix. And and that yes, we for years I've been wanting us to have a coach that would be able to come in and get these guys to play hard every game. I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum. That that was my one issue with Phil Jackson is he didn't do that. He couldn't do that. And it and it was getting worse and worse every year. We started doing it in the in the back to backs a little bit. They were talking about oh the switch, the switch, the Lakers are flipping the switch. They're gonna flip the switch. All that means flipping the switch is that means that they're being lazy because they have to flip a switch to get back into it. It means they had though they had those habits. But we got away with it. We won the two championships and then it got worse. Two thousand uh 2011, it was it just got worse than the switch, and then we got bounced in the second round of the playoffs. Come back the next year, we get bounced again in the second round of the playoffs with a new coach. You know, we figured well, Kobe or Kobe Phil had lost control of the team, uh, so he walked, and they went in a different direction. They brought came, they brought Mike Brown in, who had this plan. He had this huge, elaborate plan. He was going to make everything work, and it was going to be awesome and good, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and this and that. And they were like, wow, that sounds great. Let's do it. And then we had a strike, and then we couldn't have training camp, and then with a shortened season, and then we tried to implement everything on the run, and then it didn't quite work. And they said, wow, it sucks that we had a shortened season. All that means is that we didn't, we weren't able to see clearly from the beginning that Mike Brown didn't really have control of the team. He was not able to motivate the team like they needed because we had the same problems. The same problems with a lack of energy and lack of effort at certain times, and they couldn't turn it on when they needed to. And we got bounced off again. So I started to doubt whether or not Mike Brown had the ability to do that. All That's all we need. We have the talent. We have the talent on the team to play basketball and win basketball games. What we need in a coach is somebody who is a leader of men, somebody who can come in, take control of the team, and either motivate or demand or both for them to work and play hard all the time. It's, it seems ridiculous to say that, but that's, that's what we need, and that's what we haven't had since, I, I don't know, I can't even remember. You know, so that was my big hope for Mike D'Antoni. He was going to come in, and he was going to be that guy. He was going to be the motivator. He was going to be, he has the pedigree, you know, and the experience where he can come in and take control of the team and make them work and get them to run up and down the court, you know, and it kind of worked a little bit when he first started, but then those old habits started coming back, and then they would kind of take quarters off, and they would they would get lethargic again, you know, and and it seems he has no idea how to deal with it, how to fix it. He just kind of changes the rotation. And then the next person who comes in kind of does the same thing after a couple games. And so he changes rotation again. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's getting better. What I do know and what I do like about this problem is that it's being talked about. This was never really talked about in terms of from the team under Phil Jackson. Because Phil Jackson would address it. You know, the, the media would ask the questions 
what's going on with the lack of effort? How, how come the team didn't come to play? How could they not come to play for this game? And he was always like, look, it's an 82-game season. An NBA season is a marathon. The guys are going to be there. We're built. We're going to be ready in June. It's all about the playoffs. Once the playoffs come, we'll be ready. So it kind of, he let them get away with it. He provided excuses for them. And so they kept doing it. And then it just got worse and it got worse and it got worse. You know, it's it's basically you, you if if you're told to clean your room and you don't do it and then nothing happens, you're not going to clean your room the next time you're told to clean your room. You know, you just keep getting away with more and more and more. And that's what the team is kind of doing. I don't think it's it's conscious. Like, I don't think the team is getting together and going, screw to that, man. We're not going to play. No, they, I think they want to play. They want to have energy. They just have these bad habits that have been ingrained in them for years. You know, and it's, and a lot of the guys who were doing it on the team weren't even on the team when, with Phil. You know, but it's it's like ingrained in the culture or some some somehow, and it's I I don't I don't get it, but it's there, and it's not doesn't seem to be going away. But at least Mike D'Antoni is doing something that Phil Jackson never did, which is he's talking about it. He's talking about the guys. You know, they they have it's a lack of effort. That's not okay. They need to win now, and the fact that our record is so bad right now. The fact that we're, I think, in twelfth place in the in the West, if the playoffs started today, we would not make the playoffs. Kind of gives, takes that excuse away. It takes the ability for for them to go, oh, it's all right. We'll we'll be ready in June. If, well, June is too late. the The bottom line is they have to win now. They cannot afford to have that that old Laker mentality of don't worry, we'll be all right. We're we're built for the playoffs, man. It's that's done. That is out the window because the record is so bad. We're if we take that attitude, we're not going to make the playoffs, and they know it. The coaching staff knows it. The players know it. So that that is a good thing for me because it's either make or break. We all know what the problem is now. We know what we're doing wrong. We know what we have to do. You're either going to do it or you're not. So if they do it. I think everything's going to be fine because the injuries are going to take care of themselves. The coaching, we, we have D'Antoni's our coach. Okay, he's going to be the coach for the rest of the year. They're not going to fire him. They're already paying Mike Brown $4 million for sitting sitting at home. They're not going to pay two coaches, two different coaches, full salaries to sit at home while they pay a third coach a salary to come in and coach this year. It's not going to happen. Okay, we have chosen to get in bed with Mike D'Antoni and we're going to have to sleep with him for the whole rest of the season, okay, good or bad. So that's that's how that is, and that's where we're going. So hopefully, because of the dire circumstances that we're in in terms of our record, we have no choice but to come out and play hard every single game. And hopefully they'll be able to start doing that for longer stretches of time because they do it. Every game, there are stretches where they come out and play with energy. Some stretches are longer than others, some games we win, we win. Some games we lose. The games that have longer stretches of lethargy, um, and that—that's in spite of the injuries. In spite of even though we've had this coaching chaos, so those two huge issues that we've had are—we're able to overcome them with effort. 
So effort is the key. That's why effort is the key to me. Effort is the key. Continued, consistent effort. Like, I mean, Kobe does. Kobe pretty much puts effort every single minute that he's out on the court. Kobe's never the pro- the cause of, of effort. Um, Metal World Peace is hardly ever the cause in terms of effort. He's Those two guys always bring it. It's everybody else that are kind of come and go, come and go, come and go. So to me, that's that's the issue, okay? There's a lot of uh, people talking about this new stat that people are talking about that Kobe's scoring 30. Kobe's leading the lead in scoring right now. Um, and he's scored 30-plus points for, a, what, seven games in a row, something like that. But the problem is the Lakers are 4-10 and 10 when Kobe scores 30 or more. So a lot of that's getting a lot of talk and a lot of play, and people are kind of interpreting that as um, Kobe is the problem. Basically, when Kobe scores thirty points or more, the Lakers lose, and and that's I think an inaccurate and lazy way to read that stat because it's anybody who actually watches the games, who watches every game like I do, will know that. Kobe scoring 30-plus isn't what's losing the game. Kobe scoring 30-plus is the only thing keeping us in the game. When Kobe scores 30-plus, it's because nobody else is doing anything. And so he has to take on the scoring load himself. But unfortunately, because he gets almost no help on those games, he has to score even more and more. And Kobe will score as much as he feels the team needs to win, but unfortunately, it's never quite enough so what the thing to look at i think that's even more prescient is the fact that when dwight is in foul trouble we usually lose that game because what happens when dwight is in fa- when what dwight lets himself get into foul trouble he automatically has less attempts he plays less minutes he has less shot attempts which means the responsibility for scoring automatically has to go land on Kobe, which means Kobe has to score more, Kobe has to shoot more, Kobe scores more, but it's not enough. When Dwight is not in foul trouble, when Dwight keeps his fouls down, we almost always win. It hasn't, it hasn't happened that much, but whenever it does, we win the game. When Dwight has a lot of attempts, we win almost every time. Dwight has by far the highest uh, field goal leverage in, on the entire team, by far. But the problem is that there are, there are times, there are games when his attempts are, his shot attempts are, are like maybe fourth on the team, even fifth sometimes. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So it's not it's not that Kobe is shooting too much. Kobe will do whatever needs to be done whatever whatever he believes needs to be done to win the game you know the the problem is that he believes that he can always win the game himself for the team because he's done it so many times and so he will try to do that even though it doesn't always work when i say it doesn't always work it the reality is it seldom works so but that's kind of the only shot that we have <laughs> In those games, or at least in 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 Kobe's mind, but you say, well, he just needs to trust his teammates and all that, and and yeah, there's there's truth to that, 
but it's that's a risky a risky 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 proposition because if everybody else doesn't step up when Kobe trusts them then there's no scoring and and instead of losing these games we will have lost all these games by 30 or 40 points okay which hasn't happened but that's that's what would be the result if everybody else continues to play like they're playing and Kobe just tries to facilitate and doesn't score so it's a combination Everybody else has to step up so that Kobe can take less shots. What, the games that we've won, that we've had sizable leads, Kobe usually gets rest in the fourth quarter and not in at the games. That means he shoots less, right? That means he has less shot attempts, less points. That means the team is playing better. When Kobe has less points and less attempts, that means the team is playing better. It's not the team plays better because Kobe has less shots or scores less points. Okay, it's it's backwards because if we're ahead and we're doing well and the bench can take us home and the starters are on the bench in the fourth quarter, obviously that's less shot attempts. Now, Kobe, as good as he is, he can't score from the bench. So that's where he needs to be. And the only way he's going to be there is if we have a, a comfortable lead going in. That's the key. So Dwight is the key to that. Dwight needs to pick it up. Dwight needs to to get the ball more, which I think D'Antoni needs to have a hand in. Um, obviously, the, obviously, the defense kind of sucks or is inconsistent at best. When the energy happens, it always starts at the defensive end, and it always makes all the difference in the game. Uh, Dwight needs help. He, we need to help the helper all the time. It's He's been complaining like that about that for a while. He complained to Kobe about that. Um, they had a little, a short little spat on the court, but I think it was good because they kind of figured it out. And I think Dwight should be doing that. Dwight needs to be the leader defensively on the team, and he needs to call out people when they're not doing their job, even when it's Kobe, or especially when it's Kobe. So I think that I think that's good, and I think uh, it might have it might have done some good in terms of deepening the respect that Kobe has for Dwight when he did that. So. Let's uh let's hope that's the case. So Dwight, uh, sorry, Kobe shooting the ball, is, or scoring thirty plus or forty whatever is not the problem. Okay, it's everybody else's energy and effort and lethargy that is the problem, and that's what needs to change, and that's what needs to change right now. Now, uh, it's easy to say, oh well, when when Steve Nash gets back, everything's gonna be different, everything's gonna change, and that's what. D'Antoni has been saying for uh, too long now. Look, I mean, the real problem is defense, transition defense, perimeter defense. These are all energy issues. I mean, yes, the problems are injuries, coaching schemes. But the problem is, is that. It's energy. And really, what that's based on, it's confidence. Right now, the team is... No confidence. No real confidence besides Kobe and Meta. You know, and, and that's going to affect things. It's going to affect everything. It's going to affect energy. Sure. It's going to affect defense. Trust. That's why they, they talk about trust issues. The team's got to learn to trust each other. You know, last year, uh, what's his name? Andrew kept talking about the team has trust issues. You know, people aren't trusting each other. It's all confidence. You know, and... 
the thing is, the only way that people are going to get confidence is one is to win, start winning games. That's one thing that does it. But Kobe is the undisputed leader of the team. I don't feel like the players feel that he has confidence in them purely because of the fact that when he tries to take over games. Because Kobe usually tries to facilitate first a little bit. And then if it doesn't work, people aren't making their shots, then he will take over the game and put the, take the scoring load on himself. The unsaid statement of that is, well, I gave you guys a chance, but you're just not good enough, so I'll do it myself. So that statement doesn't really make players feel confident. You know, and that's kind of Kobe's fault. I mean, as the as the leader of the team, his job is to make people feel comfortable and confident and show them the way. And every time he kind of takes over a game, he's proving to them that he does not have confidence in them. And that kind of kills their confidence and it kind of kills the team chemistry. So it's kind of a it's it's a catch-22 for the team because if Kobe doesn't start scoring, nobody's going to score and we're just going to get completely blown out without a chance. Or he Kobe's going to start scoring, so at least we have a chance to stay in the game, but then everybody else is going to lose their confidence. Uh, yeah, it's hard. And that, that's, when, that's when a coach needs to come in and get everybody moving. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be Kobe's job to motivate everybody else. Any player's job, captain or not, should be to do his job, to play his position the best that he can to help the team. That's what every player should do. But we put so much more responsibility on Kobe because he's Kobe, you know, because he says, you know, whose who's team is it? It's my team. Okay, well, okay, fine. If it's your team, then you need to be responsible for making sure everybody is confident and comfortable. And he's not really doing that. I don't, I don't think he knows how to do that. You know, I know he he does things in his self-professed leadership style that he feels are motivational, like uh, the one time when the team was doing bad after a bad game and he told everybody, he said he was going to kick everybody's ass in the locker room who's not running, who's not working hard. So, I mean, I've, I've worked with people for a long time. Um, in a motivational capacity, and I could tell you that that's not really a way that's going to motivate people to work at their best, is threatening them with physical harm. Now, I understand what he was doing, and, and he's frustrated, and he's letting them know he's frustrated, and he had every reason to be frustrated, because they were sucking and not trying as hard as they can. Um, but, and Kobe's his feeling is that's that's my leadership style. That's that's what he's always how he's always been, and and it's true. It is his style, and that is how he's always been, and that's how he kind of knows to do it. And some sometimes it kind of works, sometimes it doesn't. But it doesn't really lend to real team chemistry. You know, like the Clippers right now have great team chemistry. You know, there's one voice basically on the team, which is, which is Chris Paul, and he's able to give people confidence while being, you know, stern in his expectations of everybody's energy. And they're 
playing their butts off. They're playing way over. They're overachieving, and while the Lakers are underachieving, we all like to think, well, Steve Nash is going to give us, you know, some good leadership when he comes back. And but it's still, it's still Kobe's team. It's it's got to even when Steve Nash comes back, it it's got to come from Kobe, you know. And I don't know if he's not aware of that or if he just doesn't have the tools to do it, but he hasn't been doing it. I don't really expect that he's going to do it because he's kind of never really done it before, you know, so there's no reason to expect that he's going to all of a sudden turn into this different person now. That's not really who he is, you know. Michael Jordan wasn't that way either. Michael Jordan wasn't the, you know, confident, you guys are great, I believe in you type guy. He was the same way. He was like, you know, hey, I'll let you have the chance, but if you're not going to help me, then... F you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself, you know. So, and that's that's kind of Kobe style too. I don't think Steve Nash is going to come in and all of a sudden override that. I mean, it's going to help a little, uh, but the problems, the habits of the lethargy and the lack of sustained energy are not going to all of a sudden be fixed when Steve Nash gets back. They need to realize that that they still have to work on this and they still have to fix it. It's a problem that needs to be fixed. Every single person on that team has to take responsibility for it and fix it. And if they don't, they need to expect to either be benched, traded, or both. Because all those things are being talked about. So that's what needs to happen. Now, good news. Oh, uh, by the way, getting back to the confidence thing. Dwight's free throws, the free throw issues that Dwight, Dwight was having, 100% all confidence. It's not technique it's not, you know, any weird thing. He works on it. He works on it every single day in practice. He works on his free throws. They work on him a lot. He does great in practice, but not as great in games. And the only, the only reason is, is because of confidence. He, he doesn't feel like he knows he's going to make it, and so he's right. You know, and that, that's just going gonna, gonna to come with time. It's going to come with him practicing and practicing and practicing and making more and more and more. It'll start happening in games. It's already started to happen. They they even they haven't tried the the Hacka Dwight or Hacka Howard or whatever you want to say in the last few games because he's been making the shots, you know. And it's all it's all confidence. The more he makes them, the more confidence he'll get, and and then the more he'll make it. It, it just success will feed success in terms of that. Um. Now, good news. Uh, Pow is back. Pow was out for a while, and he just came back. He had his first game. He looked pretty good. Uh, he still he still can't set a screen to save his life. Ugh, that's so frustrating. Seeing Pow set a screen is like he's asking somebody to go to dinner or something, and then you see you see Dwight set a screen, and he practically knocks the guy into the front row. I'm like, yes, that's. But you know that is what it is. Pal looked great. He he looked great coming back uh, in the first quarter. It was beautiful, and then he I think he got a little bit gassed because he wasn't he's not really he hasn't played in a while, so he's not in basketball shape. So he probably got a little tired. Um, but the thing that was disconcerting is the fact that he D'Antoni benched him again at the end of the game. You know there was a, there was a few games in a row right before he started sitting out because of his knees that that D'Antoni was was benching him. At the end of games, uh, I don't know if it was an effort issue or if he just couldn't get up because of his knees 
or mm-hmm. what, but it was kind of uh, weird and disconcerting. And, and the fact that he did it again his first game back is really kind of like alarms going off uh, in my head. And I think in Powell's also, because he actually was quoted uh, after that game as being a little bit miffed, maybe a little, a little bit upset that um, that he wasn't being used, basically. He's not being used to his potential. He's not being used at critical times in games. Uh, you know, he's upset that he's that because of the scheme of the of the offense, he's always still catching the ball out on the perimeter. You know, he's not being used in the post where he's lethal. Um, and he he said something, you know, and he's he's kind of right. Um, the good thing is last night being Wednesday night, Pal and D'Antonio actually went out to dinner, so they get discussed this and discuss Powell's role on the team and how they can figure it out and, you know, make that work. Uh, it was D'Antoni's idea to do it. Um, and supposedly they had a good good dinner, good talk. Uh, D'Antoni also said that he's not going to bench him at the end of games anymore. Um, as far as how Powell is actually used in the, in the offense, well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll see um, going forward. Uh, if he is used differently, if he is allowed to to post up, it's the problem is D'Antoni doesn't like post ups. He thinks it's the most the least efficient uh, way to play basketball, and he's said as much. He wants everything to be spaced. He wants the ball to move, and he wants one guy in in uh, in the center, and not even all the time, just so he can kind of cut in and out, run pick and rolls. And that kind of stuff. So basically, you have two seven-footers on the floor at the same time. He has no idea what to do with that. And the problem is that having two seven-footers on the floor, the size, that is pretty much the only real advantage that the Lakers have over their opponents. I mean, right now, we don't scare anybody. Okay, let's just be real. Let's be straight up real right now. Nobody is scared of us. And everybody thinks and believes they can beat us right now. If they just come out, play with lots of energy, and rebound, and run, 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 you can beat the Lakers. Okay? So that gives everybody else confidence. So I'm the one that I'm, I'm positive, you know, about everything. I'm positive the, the injuries are going to take care of themselves. Powell's back. Steve Nash is about to come back. That's going to fix a lot of stuff. Um, the consistency and the coaching is going to work itself out because we're not changing again no matter what. So that's going to work itself out, which only leaves the energy and the effort. And that's an issue that's been talked about. It's out on the table. Nobody knows who's there. So, and, and our record is such where we have no choice but to deal with it and fix it. So hopefully that will uh, that'll fix itself too. Um, which I believe it can and it will. Um, does does Coach D'Antoni really know what he's doing? I don't know. I'm not nearly as positive as I was uh, three weeks ago. You know, but he doesn't he doesn't seem to have any idea how to use Pow without taking him to dinner and having Pal sit him down and say, this is how you need to use me. You know, he can't figure that out. He doesn't, he can't figure out how to use Jordan Hill. I mean, Jordan Hill is his best bench player right now. 
He's the one guy on the team, on the bench, who brings the energy every single night, every single minute that he has on the court. He brings energy and effort, and he's a beast. And yeah, Tony can't figure out how to use him because of the system, because of the the you know it just it just happens. Nothing again. He said there's nothing against him. He's a great kid and he works real hard, but it's just. Because of the system, he's kind of the odd man out. You know, it's like, well, who, who's coaching the team? Are you coaching the team, or is the system coaching the team? You know, you got guys here. If your problem is energy and effort, and you're not going to play the one guy on the bench who always gives you maximum energy and effort, then I'm going to That makes me doubt that you know what the hell you're doing. You know, you, you got to adjust. You gotta adjust your system to your personnel, and I, I always thought that he would. I always thought Mike D'Antoni is a smart enough guy where he's gonna adjust the system to his personnel. But I don't see him doing it. I really don't see him doing it, and I don't know if he's going to. Phil did. You know, Phil was the triangle, but you know what? They they only ran the triangle probably less than half the time. Less than half the time did they actually run the triangle. Okay. Antonio needs to figure it out. He needs to be able to figure out how to use the incredibly good talent that he has. You know, it's not it's not just oh well, it's just when Steve gets back, everything's going to be fine. You know, and another thing, a problem that I have is that that Mike uh, D'Antoni was quoted as saying before he got the Lakers job, he's saying you know if he ever got another, he he understands that defense is his. Um, Weakness is not the word that he used, but the thing that he needs to be better at as a coach. And he said that the next time, if he got when he got the opportunity to coach again, he was going to bring in a defensive-minded or defensive specialist assistant coach to be on the staff to help him to improve that part of the game. And so I was all excited when he was co- when he was hired for the Lakers that he was going to actually do that. Everybody's talking about Mike McMillian and getting him in there, but turns out he didn't bring in anybody. He didn't bring in a single person other than his brother, and he kept the same the old coaching staff, Bernie's staff, which, which was very cool that those guys still have jobs, but there's no real defensive specialist in there. He didn't. He needs. He needs help. That's his, that's his Achilles' heel. So why not bring in somebody and have him be in charge of that? You know, there's somebody available right now who's in L.A., who's not coaching, who has coaching experience, who actually had that job as the Lakers when they were winning championships, being the defensive specialist coach, which is Kurt Rambis. He's right here. Figure it out, Mike D'Antoni. Hire Kurt Rambis for your staff and let him work the defense. Let him be in charge of the defense. He knows what he's doing. The guys know him already. He's a great coach. It would do wonders for the team. Okay? If you have, though, there's no room, let Eddie Jordan go. Okay? The only reason he was there is to install the Princeton offense. We're obviously not playing the Princeton's offense anymore. What is he doing? I have no idea. I have no idea what he does. So I, I'm sure he does stuff, and I'm sure he's valuable, and he he's has good things, but get somebody in there who's 
good defensive specialist. He's right there. He's in town. He has ties with the team. Hire Kurt Rambis to be your defensive specialist. All right? Figure it out. I forgot to mention uh, that I uh, I wrote a letter to Kobe um, kind of explaining this my whole concept and theory about the um, – the feeling, the lack of confidence in the team, the way that the team doesn't feel confident because they don't feel it from Kobe and how he can address that and fix that with the rest of the team and how he basically needs to be be Steve Nash until Steve Nash gets back. He needs to start facilitating the ball. This is when we had a four-game winning streak. Um, I wrote this long letter. I posted it, uh, What the letter that I wrote to him on the Facebook page. Go to Facebook to ask Laker Lance, and you can see the the letter that I wrote. I put it, I sent it as a personal message on his Facebook page. I'm not saying he read it. Who knows if he read it or not? Probably not. But the very next game, Kobe started facilitating much more. Kind of playing the Steve Nashville a little bit. All of a sudden, Jody Meeks had a monster game. Kobe was dishing, controlling the offense more. Um, who knows? That's what I felt he needed to do until Steve Nash gets back. But Steve Nash is about to come back, so I guess all that is kind of kind of moot now. But um, the confidence that the rest of the team needs and needs Kobe to show them is is important. It's so so important. It's almost like Kobe can't he can't take over games anymore. Even though that's we desperately need him to when when everybody else is not really playing well, we need him to. But it's almost like we can't because it kind of hurts the team more than it helps, even though it has won some games and kept us in many, many games that we really had no right being in at all. And the only reason we were in them is because Kobe was scoring. But for the team's psyche and the team chemistry, you've got to believe. I mean, yeah, you got to believe in your teammates, trust they're going to step up. But if they don't, you take over. Well, that's the problem. It's like... You know, going for your dream, but then having a plan B just in case it doesn't work. Well, you're showing that to yourself or to the universe that you don't really believe it's going to work. You know, it's like it's like Bruce Wayne in, in Dark Knight Rises trying to climb up the wall, getting out of the prison. Kobe is the rope. Kobe is the rope. You're climbing up that wall. You have to have that rope around your waist because when you make that jump, if you don't make it, you have to have the rope. Otherwise, you will die. Kobe's the rope. He's like, I'm going to let you guys shoot unless you guys do it. But if you can't, I'm going to take over. That's the rope. The only way that Bruce Wayne was able to actually make the jump was when he ditched the rope, when he knew there was no way that he could actually be saved if he didn't make it. That means Kobe has to dish and facilitate no matter what happens. Get the team the confidence that they need, and they will step up. They will step up. It's a risk. They will step up. Now, most of this is going to be kind of moot when Steve Nash gets back because he's going to be handling the ball. He's going to be controlling the flow of the offense anymore, so hopefully that will kind of fix itself. Kobe can kind of go back to being Kobe. Um, but the the confidence of the team is something that desperately needs to, to be addressed. Uh, and, yeah, winning will kind of take care of that too, but in terms of team chemistry, they need to believe in each other. And Kobe needs to believe in them, and they need to believe that he believes in them. I think that's going to make a huge, huge, huge difference. All right. Uh, let me get out of here. I had, I had a question. I got a new, um, some new input from a new, a new person, which is great. 
Joe, Joe Torres. Joe said he asked his question is um, regarding the problem of effort, which I had been talking about on the on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, regarding the problem of effort, do you think all the attention that it's getting will actually fix this? Um, and how will Nash coming back affect the reserve point guards? Well, in terms of the effort, that's what why it said. What I said before was I I hope so. I mean, it's either look one of two things is going to happen. Either one, it, they're going to fix it. They're going to fix the effort issue, and it's going to be okay. Or two, they're not going to fix it, and this team is going to go down in a ball of flames. There's no in-between. We're not going to be okay. We're either going to figure it out and be amazing, or we're not going to figure it out, and we are going to be so terrible, and it, the team is going to implode with all the pressure and all the expectation will make the team completely implode upon itself until it blows up. Dwight will walk away at the end of the season and we'll have nothing. <sighs> or they'll figure it out and it'll be amazing and we'll come back and win championships. So, yeah. Do I think all the attention will fix it? Well, it's it's not going to hurt it anymore, basically. Uh, it's put it out on the table, so it's either deal with it or it's going to deal with you. So, I hope so. Uh, how will Nash coming back affect the reserve point guards? Well, obviously, it's gonna they're going to have less playing time. Um, Steve Blake is still not due back for another month, month and a half, so there's still going to be playing time available for guys. Um, but Duhon will not start, so that'll be a big difference, uh, you know, in terms of who who does what. If Steve Nash is is starting, but somebody's got to back up Steve, it'll probably be Duhon uh, until Steve Blake gets back. So he's still going to play. Um, Let's see, Jody will probably back up Kobe unless Kobe slides down to the three and then Jody starts at shooting guard, which could be great. That could be really nice. Uh, Anton Jamison right now is kind of in the doghouse. He hasn't seen a whole lot of minutes in, in a few games because I think it's because of his defensive energy. He wasn't really bringing it, so Coach said, screw you, I'm not playing you. If you're not going to run and get out there and work, uh, I'm going to play somebody else. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, the, the rotations are still switching practically every game. Now, Meta's going to maybe start coming off the bench uh, for a little while to see if that helps. Uh, every, every time Mike, Mike D'Antoni tweaks the rotation, tweaks the lineup, it's because he's not happy with what's happening, basically. he's If he was happy, he wouldn't change it. So, he's one, it, it means that it's not good. But two, it means that he's still trying things to make it good. Um so hopefully stuff will start working and then we'll start to get more consistency in terms of the rotation and who's coming in where. But uh, yeah, it'll affect, Nash coming back will affect the reserve point guards a little bit, but not that much, I think. I think it's not until Steve Blake gets back that it'll really kind of start to weed some things out. So it's not going to change everything right away. I mean, it'll be nice when Steve Nash gets back, but it's not going to just suddenly fix everything right away. Um, they still need confidence. They still need energy. Uh, they still need consistency. The offense is never really the problem. It's always been defense anyway, but defense is an energy thing. So an energy, an energy comes from confidence. So once the team gets more confidence, they'll have more energy, and once they have more energy, then uh, they'll play better defense. Hopefully it'll happen soon, right? Uh, all right, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. I do want to give a shout out um, to another another podcast. First of all, I have another podcast that I do. Uh, it's called First Take with Lance, and it's basically 
movie TV based. If you like that kind of thing, you can uh, check it out on uh, they have there's a Facebook page, uh, First Take with Lance. There's also a Twitter page, First Take W, Lance. If you like that that kind of thing. Um, also, another podcast a friend of mine does. Uh, it's called the List Music Podcast. Um, the guy who who runs it, uh, the host. There's four hosts. The main host, Ricardo. Ricardo hates the Lakers. Ricardo is a huge Clipper fan. So, as you ask, Lance, why are you even telling us about this guy who hates the Lakers and is a huge Clipper fan? Well, because, one, he's had me guest host on his podcast a bunch of times, and every podcast he does, whether I'm on it or not, he always gives a shout-out to us for this podcast. And even though he hates the Lakers, he still promotes us on his podcast. So I think that's very cool of him to do. Uh, so shout out to Laker hater, Clipper lover, Ricardo, and his band of merry men and women on the List Music Podcast. I mean, if, if you like if you like music, uh, they have a lot of different, um, it's every episode, they do a weekly episode, and every episode is a different style of music. Every guest, every host on there brings a list of their top five of that subject. And they talk about it, and they play clips. Cool. If you like music, check it out. Uh, who knows, maybe I'll be on there again. Uh, but thanks for checking out this podcast. Thanks for listening. Hit me up on the Twitter page. Hit me up on the Facebook page. Give me your questions. And every time I get a question, I will always talk about it on the podcast, giving you full credit, of course. So. Hang in there, Laker fans. Don't jump off the bandwagon. Things are going to get better. So we're on we're on an upswing right now. Okay, so stay positive, and let's all support our team. It's going to be okay. Go Lakers. <laughs>